Fraloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 288, December 18th, 2019. 55 degrees was the high on this day 55. in 1923, and 24 below in 1983. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. No matter what I might have said about you, Reavers, I knew you could do it. <laughs> me, I had no confidence in I you. I knew you could do it. But after you put in, what was it, a 16-hour first day? The first day was just shy of 16. Then I knew. That's too long. I, I, then I knew you were going to do it. How did your eyes not glaze over? You know what was funny? So I flew in Sunday. I left here at 10 a.m., arrived in L.A., L.A. time at noon, picked up said vehicle. I actually was planning on going to the Vikings game, but... From a time, it just didn't it just didn't work to be able to go to the game. So I ended up watching most of it uh, at a bar. Then I thought, you know what? I'm better off staying here tonight, getting up super early tomorrow, and making my way back. What time do you think you hit the road on uh, Monday morning? Monday morning, I got up at 3. I was probably on the road by 20 after. All right, let me ask wow. you a question. Yes, sir. You picked up the car at 2 o'clock. Roughly. On Sunday. Why in the hell didn't you put five hours in? Because I had worked the night before at the ah, beam job. Tired. I was I thought it we it would be better to just get a couple hours and then go as opposed to yeah. go. Well and then see if to... you see if you or Kenny can top this. Hail the flashlight kick. Hail, Hail you. you. Kenny hit it right on the head when he said we've all done a road trip that probably doesn't make sense. Here's mine. Back in two thousand I sold a twenty eight foot Larson cabin cruiser with a blown engine on eBay. Offering to deliver it for a buck fifty a mile in order to increase the chances of it selling. Sure enough, the boat sold to a buyer in New York and he took me up on <laughs> delivery. Problem was, I didn't have a vehicle big enough to pull it. I bought a Suburban on eBay in Aberdeen the next day, five hours from where I live. My wife and I picked up the Suburban, went back for the boat, and drove 1,200 miles to New York in about a day and a half. With $1,700 in hand for delivery, we stopped in Niagara Falls in Chicago on the way home, spending a good chunk of the delivery money. When I got home, I listed the Suburban for sale on eBay with a similar delivery rate. It sold to a buyer in New York for $300 more than I paid for it. Really? After doing the math, he decided he would pay me just to drive it to the airport where he picked up the Suburban and drove it back to New York. The boat sold for $2,300. I got $1,700 to deliver it, sold the Suburban for $300 more than I paid for it, and got $140 to take it to the airport. Keep Not a bad week. Keep pushing back mo how fun wow oh, what, a, that... what a week of craftsmanship so, so when i was driving back yesterday because the the first 16 hours to get from i technically left bria california which is just outside of los angeles right it's just east and kind of north so i drive through nevada the very northwest corner of I arizona U- utah which is what a, which was a good haul and then wyoming until i crashed in casper yeah i thought of that very thing how much fun would it be 
to start a delivery service. Oh, you bought a car in Sacramento? I, I, I hate to be the one to point out because I love these ideas, but there's got to be hundreds of them. Well, I'm sure I, there is. I know guys that all they do is yeah. pull their um, enclosed trailer around the country delivering snowmobiles. Oh, really? Yeah. I know yeah. guys that do RVs that drive yeah. all over the U.S. delivering That RVs. would be yeah. such a fun gig. Although, I will say this. The 90 minutes getting into Casper at nighttime, yeah. ah, that was a little white knuckle. Well, you had the frozen windshield washer fluid. That's true. <laughs> By the way, wait a minute, wait a minute, before you move on. Yeah. So I had two conversations, one with you and one with Kenny. John, did you, ever, yes. did you ever play the telephone game either with your child or as a kid? No. You know what the telephone game is, right? You're sitting around the campfire and you whisper something into somebody's ear, then they turn and whisper. Into, so you finally, well, by right. the time it gets to the end, it's a completely it's, different the story. The story's different, sure. Same thing happens when you give information to one of these guys on uh-huh. Garage Logic. I wasn't going to put gasoline. Yeah, you told me you were going to pump no. gas. You were going to stop at a gas station and put, uh, pump gas into it. I said, should I try a little bit of antifreeze? Oh, oh well, that, I wouldn't have tried that either. And I'm glad I didn't because yeah. you don't want that getting all over your. Yeah. Bree is uh, That's a little different. Is yeah. east and south, not east and north. I was wrong, but uh, it was dark when you went from Rollins on 80 up to Casper. That's a cute little drive. It's cute, but it was a little treacherous. Yeah, and they, Joe, they raised the speed limit in uh, Wyoming and Montana, and all their two lane highways are all 70, and they all should be 40. Yeah, and it yeah. doesn't matter. Everybody's doing seventy, so no matter what, you're doing the white knuckle thing. Hans writes as a North Dakota resident, I demand that you tell Kenny that South Dakota <laughs> is is not exactly the same Thank as North you. Dakota. Thank you, Hans. It's warmer. <laughs> it's warmer. <laughs> it's warmer. And that's what saved me, Joe. It was almost fifty degrees that's yesterday fantastic. in Wall, so I stopped there. Had a little lunch and my my windshield washer thawed out completely. So then I just got rid of all of the juice in there. You so probably had California juice. I had California juice. Yeah. So I wanted to put the purple stuff in there. Uh, I, we couldn't hire an ad agency to do what listener Julia does for us. What has she done now? Dear Joe, Matt, Chris, John, and Kenny. Twelve days of Christmas. The other day Joe mentioned not going there anymore. <laughs> well, I'm going in at the risk of boring the mayor. My twelve Christmas in. gifts. Jump in. My twelve Christmas gifts include six healthy children and one husband I call the guy. Don't let Joe do the math, but that leaves five more gifts for me to reflect upon during the Christmas season. Minus the handsome gift wrap, they include you gentlemen. Daily, I giggle at rookie sophomoric spirit and humor. Chris's oh my God sent in a more reverent way than he intends. And his friendliness brings <laughs> me joy. True. John, the musical newsman, brightens my days. Kenny, well, he's finally included in this Christmas letter, and I'm warming up to his sincerity. His crassness is becoming slightly less bothersome to this CI girl's ears. I'm really trying hard to be nice. You guys can keep him around. And then there's Joe, garage logicians like myself. Thank him for our escape to Gumption County or a moral compass above the House on Spoon Lake directs us to value life, one another, and common sense. The mayor also kindly brings us to the Christmas time where the St. McLaren's Woman's Church Choir sings beautiful Christmas carols. Stephen C. Anderson plays his piano, and the customers of the Knack Hardware and Lounge are greeted with Merry Christmas. And for those convictions and many more throughout the year, I am deeply grateful for the gifts of you all. Good luck, and God bless you and your families. This is signed Julia, Eric, Emily, Ben, Ryan, Michael, Joshua, and Mary. Thank you, Julia. What a nice I met her at the fair. Nice. She's she's a P1. Not one foghornable name among those. What's P1 mean? 
means you're always one, there. Yeah, always with She's us. She's a P one. Yes, yep. always with. Us. Thank we got you, a lot Julia. of really good P ones too. Thank That's you. what's awesome about doing this show. In other words, she has twelve gifts to give. <laughs> she got six for the kids and her guy. Yep, yep. The other five she's given us. See, huh? See where we rank. Thank That's you. Not, a pretty not, good rank. Not, not materialism. No, no. For on your deathbed. <laughs> You'll receive total consciousness. So. So I got that going for <laughs> Which me. Which is nice. Which is nice. Which is nice. <laughs> did somebody just do that? Oh, I did. Okay. Well, Downing has a note about that. Uh, it's a good thing. The five-year-old girl in the Christmas pageant, uh, we talked about a little yep. girl yesterday yeah, who was giving the audience her middle finger the whole show she merely did. to tell her mom that she had an owie. Yeah. And, and Downing notes, it's a good thing that five-year-old angel in the Christmas pageant had an owie on her middle finger. Just think of the scandal she had instead signaled to her mother that she was okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she would have been hauled away. I was listening as I was uh, just about to cross into Minnesota to that story yesterday. Mm-hmm. 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 When Kenny gave me the Smokey and the Bandit update, yes. I got stopped by a Smokey. Hail the flashlight king. <laughs> Hail to you. Uh, this is another one for Kenny. You mentioned recycling ter- during today's podcast meeting yesterday, and I think Kenny mentioned recycling of steel has been happening for a very long time. Yeah, it was it World War One when it was a big You're deal? about to learn more here by accident than oh, elsewhere good, by design. Good. In fact, it's been happening for so long that we basically have gone from 36 KSI strength steel whatever that means, to 50 KSI strength steel without even trying. Stronger structural steel used in buildings and other uses has happened almost by accident because of recycling. Each time steel is recycled, more impurities are burned off, making it easier to create stronger steel. Wow. Keep pushing Hmm. back Eric Bunkers, a GL structural engineer. Fascinating. Isn't that That's something? So it cool. gets stronger yeah. with age. Out. It gets stronger the more you reuse it. Just huh. like Joe. That's that's not no. <laughs> uh, he's a principal structural engineer. Well, I'm not going to doubt anything that fellow says. No, not at all. Steel's getting stronger. So someone was wondering. I missed that part. Someone was wondering why we don't recycle well, steel. We were talking about recycling, and I referenced um, it was either an op-ed piece or, or somewhere along the way I, I read something that we really ought to recycle steel. <laughs> and I thought, well, dum dum, <laughs> it's been around a while. Okay, why do I? Why am I missing? Uh, oh, I'm not missing it. I guess I'm not missing it. Uh, don't yeah. don't look at me like that. I'm just Are talking okay? to myself. I'm fine. <laughs> well, you, you I'm look frazzled. Just, I'm just going to be just fine. <laughs> Spencer Grunhofer has added beef briskets, bacon, and blue cheeseburgers to the menu at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats mm-hmm. on the north mm-hmm. end of Hugo and Highway 61. Also, choice bone-in and boneless prime ribs, prime rib roast, uh, double-smoked hams, choice tenderloin, smoked salmon, lamb chops, and roast pickled herring. And here's the best part. You can call Grunhoffers, and they will put together for you a gift box of whatever you want. What a gift. Mm-hmm. The gift of meat. <laughs> <laughs> call Grunhoffers at 651-426-2800. 651-426-2800. That gets you to the city desk right there at the world's best meat cutter establishment. Because nice. uh, Spencer says he's not a butcher. He's a meat cutter. I'm a meat cutter. Where's the white coat? The whole deal. And they don't forget, 130 different flavors of brats. Uh, fantastic. I have a note coming up on those brats later, uh, but have those put in your gift box if you want, or the jerky, the uh, pastrami, the uh, 
smoked salmon, mm. bacon, ham, you name it. Chicken they, breast, too. Oh, Don't they got about it. That. They got the jerkies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you get the jerky in the gift box, when you get the gift box, open the gift box, steal the jerky. That's Don't give you. that to whoever you're giving the gift box That's to. That's right. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. It's on Highway 61, just at the north end of Hugo. A man who proved that hot water and frozen windshield don't mix. Joe Souchere. Not only does it not mix, I warped the, uh, I warped the car. Windows never <laughs> shut properly after that. It was uh, everything dented, like all of the. But I was going to be smart and show those kids how to do it. <laughs> oh no, you didn't have them line up and watch, did oh, you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Joe. Yeah. Oh, oh, Joe. And speaking I'm of sorry. that, your snow advice on the windshield? Yeah. Yeah, it worked great. Only problem is everything then froze because you're driving in the mountains at negative 15. Well, you've got no other choice. Yeah, Chris. that was the that's, only option I had. Right. I feel it uh, is my duty as your representative elected, <laughs> representative of Lodge, seat of <laughs> Gumption County, to always look for the sense winds when we're given weather hysteria. And for the past couple of nights, the network news has... Uh, been uh, terribly uh, uh, concerned about the outbreak of tornadoes in the South, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, right uh, to the point where uh, it's presented as though this shouldn't be happening and that they're dreadful. They are dreadful because they're impacting uh, more and more people who never lived in harm's way. Uh, But the uh, record for uh, tornado outbreaks in uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, anybody want to take a stab at it? Mm. You, you mean a uh, record as in record most? Number, record number? Oh, no. Yeah. I'm going to say uh, 20, 20 a year. According to AccuWeather meteorologist Jesse Farrell, there have been two EF5 tornadoes and 14 EF4 tornadoes in December since 1950. In 2018, an outbreak yielded 26 confirmed tornadoes in Illinois, breaking the previous state record set in 1957. All the weather events we see now have happened before, and they will continue to happen because the climate has always changed and always will. Okay, here comes a, here comes one that's going to be high and uh, inside. Yep. Uh, Australia. I got it. I got a sense when for you. Do you really? Oh, I have it. Well, no, they're selling it to me as How this. to stay on record? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not. Oh, Suchi boy. Oh, oh. Got it right here. Okay. Here. Okay. Here, huh? Confirm that we have not discussed this. Does the mayor this. ever let you down? Okay. No, we have not discussed this. Okay. Uh, oh, please tell me this printed. <laughs> it looks very Here's small. Here's a man job. who blames everything on his printer. <laughs> right now, it got to 105 degrees. Right. Point in, something. In seven. Sydney. Yeah. In Sydney. And they're claiming that... Uh, that's the hottest day on record, and temperatures are expected to soar even higher as the heat wave conditions embrace most of the country. Well, it's summer in uh, Australia. Uh, okay, then I, I did a little sense when. Okay. Uh, the Weather Bureau said temperatures in southern and central Australia on Thursday may reach between 8 and 16 degrees higher than normal. On Wednesday, temperatures soared to 47.7 Celsius, that's 118, in Birdsville, Queensland. Uh, 116 degrees Fahrenheit in Mandora, Western Australia, and similar levels levels in Southern and Central Australia. The highest temperature reliably recorded at any location in Excelsior was 123 degrees in January 1960. 
Well, why were they selling 105 as the highest? Uh, maybe for that particular town, Sydney. Uh, but well, that, uh, you can't you can't do that to us. The 123 was uh, recorded Odonata, a desert settlement in outback South Australia. Well, that's just fraudulent reporting. Then uh, this is from the AP. Well, well, no, no, I don't mean this story, oh, wait, Joe. This is fraudulent because the lead is Australia. Yes. Experienced its hottest yes. day on record. No, it didn't. It experienced its hottest day on record in 1960. This, okay, I have the uh, distinction, apparently. It's, uh, the average across the country, it was the hottest day ever. Okay. Oh, that's still not yeah, But good. the hottest that's, day ever was 1960. That's still right. 60 so, years ago. So basically, they're saying the average of every temp all right, over right. Australia you know what? They're gonna the hottest day. They're going to twist that to make it work for well, them that's somehow. That's exactly right. They're manipulating, they're manipulating the math to fit their narrative. Yeah. Well, Reeves, let's do this. Because uh, I saw that and I thought, well, I'm not going to throw this at Sushere because uh, this uh, disputes so everything he's always been saying. Oh, I, I think I fulfilled my bonafides. I think you there. knocked it out of the yeah, park, I sir. I think so. <laughs> uh, this is uh, from a site called Climate Dispatch. Written by a guy named Jim Treacher. I was alerted to this by uh, listeners. And he writes, I'd never heard of Andrew Romanoff before today, but he's a Colorado Democrat running for the U.S. Senate. And he just released the most amazing political ad I've ever seen. You think Greta Thunberg is a fearmonger? You think Bill Nye has a screw loose? They're amateurs compared to this guy. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh he even got an adorable moppet who says things like, what I miss most is the sunshine. And mommy and daddy fight a lot, but they say it's not my fault. Uh, the survivors of this climate apocalypse are so tormented, so hopeless, that they're all wearing winter clothing, even though it's supposed to be blazing hot outside. That's how insane the wicked dictator Donald Trump has made them. They can't even tell hot from cold anymore. Colorado Senator Cory Gardner just made fun of this important ad, probably because he wants kids to die. This ad is insane. Can someone check on Andrew Romanoff? Let me set it up for you. We'll try to play a little of the audio. It's well produced. Some money was spent on oh, this. Oh, yeah. This is a high production And what you team. see is a family living in some sort of underground situation. It's a bunker. A bunker yeah. with holes in the ceiling through which they can occasionally see the sky. And the little girl says she misses the sunshine. And on a radio... That's full of static to imply, presumably, that, that power has been ravaged throughout the world. Oh, you hear a staticky guy say, and today the temperature in Colorado Springs is 123. They're wearing stocking caps and down parkas. None of this makes sense. So kick it off. <laughs> We've been here for a really long time now. Testing. One, two, three. Temperature today is 127 degrees Fahrenheit. The air quality index is at 420. This place makes me sad. Heightened chance of large-scale tornadoes. Which makes mommy sad. Mommy says baby brother will be born soon, but that it's not safe for him. Oh. Or for me. Anybody out there? Not go outside. We are sinking. Mommy and daddy fight a lot. <laughs> But they say it's not my fault. Mama? Oh, screw it. That's enough. The hell with them. That's I'll, very I'll, I'll post this so the jailers can... Because it's extremely visual. I have a prediction. 
Oh, but I'll let you finish first. Well, the family is of an indetermined uh, ethnicity, by the way. Yep. A gorgeous little girl. I can't tell if she's what she is, black, white, red, blue, or green. doesn't make any difference. But uh, the whole thing was done carefully and uh, and is, is historic. It's it's. Histrionically insane. There's homes that it's are insane just, uh, that instantly start on fire. There's flash flooding. It's very sounds very post-apocalyptic. It's very post-apocalyptic. Yes. My prediction. <laughs> yep. You ready? Yep. This ad will be prominently di- be displayed during the Super Bowl. I will bet oh, you. He, he can't have the money. I was going to somebody. Say, you're, no, you're not thinking clearly. No, because some candidate or some entity. Well, he's the candidate. Will back this. And this will be featured during the Super Bowl. I well, guarantee it. Would take it. George Soros money or Steyer money. Yeah. What's a what's thirty? This se- is big business. We, Super Bowl is five minutes we, or thirty seconds, isn't we, it? We uh, we might be at that point though, Such. The climate is big business right now for people, and it's a product that we're trying to be sold. Yes, it's a yeah. product we're trying to be sold, and I don't want to buy it. Because I can't buy nature. I can't buy a snowflake so, or a raindrop. Let me get this straight. At the same time that it's 120 out, they're yeah. bundled up? Yeah, they got stocking caps on and down jackets. Well, that's not <laughs> how you deal with hot and weather. And she's got the hazmat suit <laughs> And then on. once in a while, they put on a gas mask. And mommy's knocked up and about to yeah. give birth. Yeah, mom's ready to mom's pop gonna... one, and, uh, and they're <laughs> fighting a lot, but the little girl says that it's not her fault no, that they're fighting. No, it's not her fault. Yeah. So what does it cool Daddy down to? Daddy drinks because you cry. Greatest <laughs> <laughs> shirt ever. What no, does it's a it... failed children's book day. Oh, I thought it was a T-shirt. Yeah. I'm sorry. What? So do you travel at night then when it cools down to about 85? I did. You know, it's a four minute. That's another thing that I'm a little puzzled by. I'm not doubting that some Colorado lefty named Andrew Romanoff put this together. But it's it's four minutes. What Those ads aren't four minutes on TV. So it only runs on the internet then. Maybe. Or Facebook or whatever. He had a job offer from the Obama administration in 2009. Shocker. They did that because they didn't want him running against uh, Michael Bennett. Listen to this. Colorado Senator Cory Gardner uh, said, This ad is insane. Can someone check on Andrew Romanoff? Gardner won't be laughing when we're all dead. If this sort of scaremongering seems over the top, keep in mind that it worked for Al Gore. He'll never be president, but global warming made him a multimillionaire. People enjoy being frightened. They look for things to panic about. Give them what they want, and they'll throw money and or votes at it. That's what Romanoff is hoping for. Is it Romanoff a Russian name? Could this guy be a Putin plant? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Set to throw the election for the Republicans by making the Dems look like even dumber and crazier than usual? Everything else is a Russian plot, so why not this? Then it goes on to say, uh, Romanoff is a far left-wing politician who had previously been in the House in Colorado. He has clearly gone off the rails and will have no chance becoming our senator. These are comments on the story. Uh, There's another one who says, you folks think he smells like a liberal, but in fact he works for a quite different agenda. Romanoff has been a senior advisor with International Development Enterprises since 2010. Look at the client list with funding for more than 110 donors, including the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Dutch Ministry of Foreign Affairs, the World Bank. I don't know what that means. So Uh, what's his motivation then? I have no idea. But it's... I never thought I'd live to see this. I, I just never thought I would be alive at a time when half the world is nuts. <laughs> just completely, completely nuts. We're He's currently a, uh, brainwashing the, the, the 30 and under crowd with all of this nonsense. What's yeah. going to happen when those people get to be age 50? Are they going to then 
continue to brainwash or will they see the light? Or in this case, not see the light because they're in a bunker. They'll, they'll not only have seen the light, they'll have come to their senses enough to know they would enjoy owning an exceptional Italian or German automobile purchased from Schmelz Countryside of Maplewood, where I've been doing business all my life. Uh, if you count the fact that I was there with the old man when he bought a bug, that would have been from Peter Schmelz. That was John Schmelz's dad. I went to school with John Schmelz. We lost John in 2017. We both went to St. Thomas together. And now Jonathan Schmelz is running it. There's very few family operations left in the automobile business. These stores have become conglomerates. Mm-hmm. And, and the difference at Schmelz is you get the family vibe. It's not, a, it's not, it, they have to. That's the family. And it's there, and they're, they're selling Fiats, Alfa Romeos, and Volkswagens. I bought two Volkswagens, two Alfa Romeos. I'm looking at the Fiat 124. Uh, it's the only way Schmelz can compete with these conglomerates is to provide the kind of customer service and maintain relationships they have with people like me for more than 50 years. It's, uh, it's truly one of the last family-owned dealers and uh, it's run by the same family. That doesn't happen much anymore. Schmelz Countryside knows this and continues to provide exceptional personal service based on longtime vehicle solutions for their valued customers. Schmelz VW, it's S-H-M-E-L-Z, Schmelz VW.com, Schmelz Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeos, by the way, don't cost you a hundred grand. Huh? The reason I got a Julia, as I was so shocked, see, there were two models of the Julia, the Quadrifoglio, which is more than 500 horsepower, and I thought that was going to be the only Julia. But then there was a different Julia that was in the 40 grand range. I went with that one. There you go. Exceptional car. SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com, SchmelzFiat.com, Schmelz Countryside in Maplewood. He had no idea he'd be this good today. Joe Souchere. Did he? Here's John Height. Or is it Kenny first? Say that on the air. Uh, Chris, you know you played this bump already today. No. <laughs> yeah, you, you did. Did I really? I think so. Wait, 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 okay. wait, 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 wait. No, I played this it's, one. It's... No, 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 you didn't. You no, played the other no, one. Oh, yeah. It's okay, Chris. You've been gone a couple days. Yeah, you've been you're driving. Right. What time did yeah. you roll into your driveway? Uh, seven oh eight. Late supper. Yeah, late supper. Nice. Yeah. It was. You uh, won this bet by. You won this hours. bet going away. Did do you do you get treated at your house the way I get treated at my house when I come home uh, early from a vacation? She says, "What the hell are you doing here?" Yeah. <laughs> I got the. Uh, uh, there's clothes in the dryer when I walked in the front door. <laughs> the boys were excited what? You had to see me. fold them? Well, I'm usually the laundry guy because so she, oh. she does not like doing laundry. Hey, at GL Podcast, at MSP Traffic, you dumb dumb. You keep mentioning the beer advent calendar, but tried oh, figuring the out the first day of Christmas. The 12 days of Christmas oh, no. and the advent calendar <laughs> are different. Both good reasons to celebrate, though, to which I've dis- uh, I responded, oh, we've discussed at length on the podcast about how much I've screwed this up. It, it almost seems like I'm, I'm doing it on purpose. <laughs> if you log on to thecoffeegrounds.com and look up the 12 Days of Christmas 
calendar. Uh, you'll see that you can enjoy seasonal limited releases, even some cellared beers. And here's the deal. I don't care when you drink it. If, if For all I care, you can drink them all in one sitting like Reavers would, or you can have <laughs> one a month like a pure, honest fella like I would. Um, maybe, maybe you should do that. Make, make it last all year. Christmas year-round. Look it up, order it, make plans to wheel on over to Eau Claire, and when you go, bring that appetite because you're going to have the full-on experience there. Coffee, beer, liquor, biscuits and gravy, breakfast, lunch, supper, and most importantly, the coffee beans. That's why we're hooked up. Eric and Julie, they've searched the world over. They found true love. I searched the world over and thought I found true love. Uh, in and you was gone. gone. Uh, we even have our very own signature GL blends. Go to thecoffeegrounds.com for more information uh, or the beer calendar, not the beer advent calendar. And then uh, whatever you do, order up some beer, uh, order up some beans. Get in the family truckster. Get over there. The Coffee Grounds, they're just a few blocks north of I-94 on Southtown Drive. Thecoffeegrounds.com. Now, Sierra yeah. Cecil? Yeah. Okay. The Centers for Disease Prevention and Control say that 30 people, including six here in Minnesota, have contracted an illness that has been linked to contact with puppies. Huh. Outbreak of Campylobacter jejuni, a multidrug-resistant bacterial infection, has been reported in 30 people across 13 states. Minnesota, Minnesota had the most instances out of any state. Nearly t- uh, 9 in 10 people who were interviewed reported contact with a puppy. 7 in 10 of those said reported contact with a puppy was in a pet store. Well, vast majority of people who said they had contact with a pet store puppy were linked to Petland, which is a national chain. There aren't any Petland locations here in Minnesota, but there are two nearby in Wisconsin and one in Iowa. Well, what happens to you if you get this? Uh, the bacteria is taken from the patients. It makes you... Uh, Vomit and you know you're fine. You don't you, die. You're, you're not going to die. No. But there, I well, just read about a guy who licked his a dog, licked him, and he died. I remember you uh, telling us that said, story. I don't like licked that. Him and gave him a little kiss. And, yeah. yeah. To avoid getting infected, the se- first bunga bunga. <laughs> <laughs> to avoid getting infected, the CDC recommends thoroughly washing your hands with soap and water after you come into contact with a puppy or a dog, after handling the dog's food, and after cleaning up the dog's urine, feces, or vomit. No, I like to make dinner right after Gross, I'm done doing that. John. Gross. Signs of illness in dogs include lethargy. Lethargy? Lethargy. Whatever. I think, I think I might be right, actually. I'm not sure. I, I think you are. I think it's lethargy. Lethargic. Lethargic? Lethargy. lethargy. I think it's lethargy. 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 Mm-hmm. Maybe. All right. Well, i make you kind of tired and lazy. Low, <laughs> low appetite and abnormal breathing, according to the CDC. Do you have a bit of that today? What's are that? You, you seem kind of lethargic. Really? Tired yeah. and lazy. Are you okay? <laughs> You're just not into you this. You fine whole... to me, John. I, well, thank you, John. You're yeah. not into the whole podcast thing anymore, huh? I love the podcast, Kenny. Uh-huh. Okay. What are you talking about? All right. Wow. Please continue. I don't know if I can. No. Well, I tell you what. Nothing yeah. was made for a road trip more than podcasts. Oh, it has to oh, be. I yeah. listened to hours of podcasts. Yeah. It was fantastic. Because especially when you were in really not much radio range of anything. No. In fact, once this uh, kind of fails on us, we're going to get jobs in Nevada, Wyoming, <laughs> Utah, because holy crap, those people stink. Stink at radio. Did you uh, did you get station numbers for we, us? I think we oh. do own a few stations out west, except for lot. those, the ones that we those own. They're really fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did you? Did Told you, you this a hundred times as a favorite of the government? Grandfather Hubbard aimed the signal west. west? I heard yeah. us loud and clear in Yellowstone in the winter of nineteen ninety nine. Wow. Yep. 
Did you listen yesterday then, Chris? To I ours? sure did. I wrote a song for you. I, I, I heard it, hope John. hope you enjoyed it. I, I did. A Minnesota Muslim woman has received $120,000 to settle her lawsuit, alleging she was forced to strip in jail and remove her hijab for a booking photo over a traffic offense. Aida Shaif Al-Qadi of St. Louis Park appeared with her attorneys at the Minneapolis headquarters of CARE to announce the settlement approved last month by U.S. District Judge John Thunheim. 57-year-old Al-Qaeda said her treatment at the Ramsey County Jail in August of 2013 was one of the most humiliating and harmful experiences of her life. She said, I knew that I did not want any other Muslim woman to experience what I did. A judge had issued a warrant for Al-Qaeda's arrest after she missed a court hearing over a traffic offense while taking her daughter to the hospital. Under the settlement, the judge has put in place specific rules about how to accommodate inmates with religious headwear when taking booking photos. The county also agreed to destroy all hard copies and delete any electronic copies of Al-Qaeda's booking photo. Settlement does not require the county to admit any wrongdoing. In the lawsuit, she's argued that the county violated her constitutional rights and discriminated against her for her religious beliefs. Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. For her yeah. mugshot? Yeah. Because uh, they made her take off. Because they made her take off. So what, what is the uh, outcome of this? Uh, no, they, no one will be required to do this anymore for that, a mugshot? That's correct. In a facility here, let me read the Plus she got 120 k Joe. Yeah. From the taxpayers. 120000 yep. yep. Uh, in 2014, the county had revised its geo policies to include that inmates who wear uh, hijabs will not be forced to remove them in front of men. A facility-approved hijab will be provided. Sheriff spokesperson Roy Magnuson said bed sheets, which they used uh, for her when she was there, are no longer used to cover. 120,000, huh? 120 grand. Yep. Wow. The House is debating articles of impeachment against President Trump, charging him with abuse. Oh, of, wait a stop. Uh, stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah, in yeah. front of men. So yeah. I, I'm understanding this. Uh, incorrectly. So it's the equivalent of removing your swimsuit trunk bottoms in, in that religion. Um, I I know there's an issue, yes, but I'm not oh, sure if you're... I didn't understand it that way. All right. So had this been a room of females, that, that would have been fine? That's what the story sounds like to me. Okay. I, wow. I, 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 well, Joe, does I, that... How about the fact that you're in America, lady? Shut the hell up and take your hat off. Get your picture taken and put your damn hat back on. Okay? I don't think it's going to go that way, Joe. I'm sorry. I, I don't. Uh, well, in fact, it hasn't. As we, we said there, 2014, they changed their rules. Yeah. So, Was it worth 120 No. I mean, we could change the rules without the 120 couldn't we? I mean, if it's a, if it's a female thing. The House is debating articles of impeachment against President Trump. Let's go to less, something less controversial. There you yeah. go, John. Yeah. What's yeah. controversial about it? We have we have laws. We have standards. So we have a constitution well, that involves religions, too. But, well, what's you know, going to have to happen then is uh, it'll have to be established that you will not never have to remove your hijab to get in a booking photo. In front of men. In front of males. In front of men. Uh, do you have a problem with that? I don't, Kenny. I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. Oh, I don't I don't want us. I'm to just get... burning off the hundred and twenty grand. <laughs> I just I just don't want us to get yelled at by you know. Who's going to yell at us? Well, an imam. Yeah. You know. I don't mean any harm, lady. I'm just saying you cost me hundred and twenty grand. The house is debating articles. I can't of a... think of another religion 
that needs such constant public accommodation? Well, now that's a very good question. There is no other there one that one. requires nope. a public accommodation. Yep, yep, absolutely. And one that... Well, certainly not one I can come up with. Um, and one that constantly seeks notice. refuge from its own territory. Mm-hmm. Yep. The House is debating articles of impeachment against President Trump, charging five. him <laughs> with abuse of power. I don't think I'm saying anything controversial. Congress. I don't think no, this has come up on the show many times. The the uh, Muslim faith requires a great deal of public accommodation. Yes. Whether in the workplace or in schools and now in courtrooms and police stations, I know of no other religion that expects this and gets it. Well, uh, the accommodating is... I guess to me is fine. The lawsuit, though, to me is outrageous, and the hundred and twenty hundred and twenty k is outrageous. Well, the world's not short of lawyers, and I'm just learning now <laughs> that it's a man and woman deal. And if it's they can't take them off in front of guys, I guess so. We're to equate the hijab to underpants, I guess. No, if no, I'm, no. Am no, I wrong? No, the hijab fulfills some theological role in the way a woman shall present herself in public. It has nothing to do with your swimsuit area. It's just part of the religious. But in uh, their in their religion, rules. it's just as important as say the, the, uh, bottoms would be or, or a brazier to a Christian woman. But there's is no, that, is but that there's, what we're but, learning? Because no, I don't know. I think you're going down the wrong road. There's no religious connotation for a brazier that has nothing to do with oh, faith. Yeah, you're right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is unique. Again, I can't think of another religion that is constantly needing these public accommodations to fulfill their faith. Now, if that's a controversial statement, the hell with it. I don't think it is. Hey, John, yeah. I think the I'm mayor... not saying you shouldn't get it. I'm just saying I can't think of another one that you, does. You and we were certainly not alone in this. I think the mayor needs to be calmed down. And I, I didn't hear this story because I listened to both shows, Monday and Tuesday. So uh-huh. I don't think you discussed this. And I, I hope this isn't in your news, but I have to read this headline because Jeff sure. just emailed this in from CARE 11. Yeah. St. <clears throat> Paul Public Schools, or excuse me, the St. Paul School District has decided to move away yeah. from recognizing a valedictorian and salutatory. Right here, buddy. Oh, oh, oh dang oh. it! Because it was just updated, so I didn't think you, you had make it. You ain't got a fool no mayor. Oh, I thought you were going to go with the Ramsey County uh, levy increase thing. But. Well, not only that, but how about a uh, thousand fewer students in St. Paul schools than last year? Why are we spending hundreds of millions of dollars? Saw that. And you yep. thought you were going to calm me yep. down? Why are we spending hundreds of millions of dollars to renovate schools when you're running out of pupils? <laughs> Reavers, this is the part of the night where we're all so loaded. We're throwing cups of gas on the bonfire and going, yeah! Let's see how far it'll shoot! Hold my beer. All right, well, the House is still debating articles of impeachment against President Trump, charging him with abuse of power and obstruction of Congress, setting the stage for an extraordinary constitutional rebuke from the lower chamber. The House convened Wednesday morning to kick off the proceedings ahead of final impeachment votes expected in the evening. After approving a rule governing the proceedings, lawmakers began six hours of debate on the articles themselves, divided equally between Democrats and Republicans. GOP lawmakers introduced several procedural hurdles to delay the process, which were defeated 
by the Democratic majority. I mean, my whole financial life is at stake here, and I'm married to a woman who won't move. She says, you move. A lot of good that'll do well, me. I'm still on the hook for you. Wait a minute. You move. That's Isn't that a GL rule? That's permission. Per, that's that's permission. permission. Yeah, but it doesn't work out financially. <laughs> President Trump's former campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, has been hospitalized for a cardiac... You move. <laughs> that, that'd be the last day she saw me. <laughs> I'll send you a letter. Huh? <laughs> Manafort hospitalized for what's being called a cardiac event while serving his over seven-year sentence for charges related to special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation. Manafort has been serving out his sentence as of late in a federal correctional institute in central Pennsylvania. In 2018, Manafort appeared in court in a wheelchair citing serious medical conditions related to his diet, sought leniency during his sentencing during uh, health issues. He was sentenced back in March. Among other crimes, uh, Manafort uh, secretly made $46 million working for the pro-Russian government in Ukraine, then funneled that money into offshore accounts. He's slated to be released on Christmas Day 2024. But we don't know exactly what his health issues are, do we? No, they just said related to diet. And now this, the doctors just said a cardiac event. So okay. whatever that means. All right. A Hyperloop high-tech, high-speed transportation system could take you from Chicago to Cleveland in 32 minutes. That kind of speed, 10 times faster than a car, more than twice as fast as an airplane, could bring an explosion of economic growth, according to a new study. Yeah, but when you get there, you're in Cleveland. <laughs> How is it powered? That's Wait, what I, I thought you like. I do. I'm being facetious. Yeah. I like any city on a lake. Yep. How is it powered, John? Building. I'll uh, get to that in just one moment, Kenny. Building a hyperloop system to carry passengers between Chicago, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh, according to the study, could lead to more than 900,000 jobs and 47.6 billion dollars in increased income. This is all according to the Great Lakes Hyperloop Feasibility Study, released by the Northeast Ohio Area Wide Coordinating Agency. Grace Gallucci, executive director of the agency, said, I think it would be a great opportunity for transforming transportation and the way we live and work and play. The agency shared the cost of the $1.3 million study uh, with the Hyperloop Transportation Technologies. The technology is still in development, so the timeline for when the system could be built is a mystery. Obstacles include technical challenges, the problem of acquiring right-of-way, and legal and regulatory issues. Uh, here's how it works, Kenny. Okay. A hyperloop consists of a passenger pod traveling through a metal tube maintained at a partial vacuum. Oh, it li- so it's like the drugstore. Like the bank. Yeah, the drive-thru. Oh, yeah, you put the, yeah. the drive-thru. Yeah. 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 Magnets cause the pod to move and levitate over the track once it picks up enough speed, according to Dirk Alhorn, CEO and founder of Hyperloop. What if I hit a deer? I was going to say, <laughs> good or, luck to wildlife. Or what if I hear a hit Such crossing the tracks on his old John Deere B? Well, it's, all, it's in a tube, as I understand it, the entire way, it sounds like. Cool. Uh, removing air from the tube eliminates wind resistance and friction, allowing the pods to reach speeds as high as 700 miles an hour. Wouldn't your face get all peeled back from the G-forces? <laughs> One of those? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like riding a motorcycle, I'd aren't like you? Actually, no, that wouldn't happen. In fact, it's addressed right here. By removing the air inside the tube, a low-pressure environment is created, similar to what an airplane encounters at high altitudes. 
So you'd, you'd be fine. You would, you would uh, not be able to travel that way, would you, Mr. Height, being in an enclosed In a tube, tube. that would be, two, really, you're in two tubes because you're in the train. Oh, the two tube. tubes. Well, when you're on an airplane, you're in a bunch of recycled beer cans. Yeah, well, you're in a tube. That's why he's not getting that's on airplanes. I'm not getting on an airplane in the near future. Don't worry. When we do the show in Phoenix, I'm driving this time. Right, I'm not, I'll, I'll, I think we're only going to do it in Florida. What? Yeah. I ah, will see. All right. <laughs> Congrats to a group of University of Minnesota students. I ain't students. flying down there with some group that I'd have to talk to. <laughs> wow. I've done that. Uh, hey, to, thanks for listening. <laughs> I've done Love that you all, but, you know, we're not going <laughs> to do so. one of these. Join me and my wife, Kathy, as we tour the Alaskan wilderness. The hell we will. Oh, I've done a few of those trips to Vegas and Reno and... Uh, <laughs> the level of intoxication you have to maintain yeah. in order oh. to keep it yeah. uh, tolerable, it, it's its hard to stay that drunk that Pat long. Pat and I were approached to do a trip to Holland to look at the tulips because we both cool. like tulips. But then when it was appointed out to us that we'd have to talk to the people that were going to go, we said, the hell with it. We're not going. See you later. <laughs> you look at the windmills on your own there, pal. <laughs> hell, you two go to the same city for a ball game and stay in separate hotels. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats to a group of University of Minnesota students who won the $25,000 prize in winning a rocket challenge in Florida. The College of Science and Engineering students designed and launched an ELCA rocket that went, into an that went to an altitude of 535 feet, earning them the top score in the annual Bear ELCA Rocket Challenge at Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex. The students competed against four other finalist teams from BYU, Cal Poly, and the University of Georgia. The challenge was created to generate awareness about the country's need for more scientists, engineers, and innovators. You guys, when you were young, did you ever put together model rocket models? Oh yeah, and then launch them? Mm -hmm. uh, no, no, I was, I was a model car guy. Yeah, but these and things put that the glue in your hair. Yeah, and up the nose, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, but these things, they had some. They were powered somehow, and we had launchers, mm -hmm. and we'd send them up, and uh, they uh, a parachute would come out. See, and we did it one with school and then another with the Boy Scouts, and you, the goal was to see how far you could get it right. or where, wherever it was going to land. You'd put a little N or a letter or whatever inside. Yeah. No, you put CCCP on the outside of the rocket. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Paint it red. <laughs> uh, Joe, this should be good for you, shouldn't it? Fiat Chrysler and Group PSA, the French parent company that owns Peugeot and Citroën, have come to a merger agreement. Shouldn't that be good for your stocks? It is, and it shows you that fiat has great hope for the future because what they're doing here is they're uh, putting their wealth together in order uh -huh. to compete in the future with uh, all the new technologies that will be forced upon us by Greta. It'll be a 50-50 merger that, when hmm. finished, will establish the new joint company as the fourth largest automaker in the world. It puts Fiat, Dodge, Ram, Jeep, Chrysler, Alfa Romeo, Maserati, Peugeot, Citroën, DS, Opel, and Vauxhall under one umbrella. Wow. Sheesh. Current PSA boss Carlos Tavares will become the CEO of the new group, while FCA chairman John Elkon, grandson of longtime Fiat head Giannini Agnelli. Agnelli. Exactly yeah, what he said. Is set to chair the board. According to Reuters, uh, Dong Fang Motor Group, a 12.2% shareholder in PSA, will sell 30.7 million shares back to the company. The Chinese company will own 4.5% of the new entity once the merger is all finalized. Johnny, thank you. You bet. And uh, thank you, everybody. And we'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Share with us uh, 
on air what we were saying yeah. off air. Last night was Stephen C. Anderson's great performance at the cathedral, and you just got a note about that. I did. I got a note from Greg Tigan. Greg, uh, if you listen to uh, the show, you know he is the owner of Mancetti's up in the Anoka Andover area. Uh, great guy. And uh, he said, uh, John, we went to see Stephen, St- Stephen C. last night. He put on a great show. Thanks to GL for letting me know all about this. So A great show that was managed to be completed on time because they had an emergency taking the piano into the church. I heard this. And uh, they had to get down to uh, Fratelloni's on Grand and Dale to get some bolts and some tool and die stuff and cut a new uh, cut a new uh, slot for a bolt so the million dollar piano didn't go down the steps like in Laurel and Hardy. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, Tim writes, uh, the Oakland City Council, he has a great point here. You know how I, I have maintained that humans have lost their relationship with nature. Yes. Yeah. Well, he's got a great point about the members of the salon. The Oakland City Council president has proposed using a cruise ship to house the homeless. She believes this will work because it has been used to house people attending the Olympics on a temporary basis. She also believes she would be able to get the homeless to pay for their rooms at a cost scale to their income. Well, if they're homeless, they don't have any income. You have often pointed out how some people have lost touch with nature. I believe many people who live in the salon have completely lost touch with human nature. They see no difference between Olympic attendees and homeless people living on the street. Most people who can afford to go to the Olympics are middle class or above and work full time. Most of the homeless suffer from mental illness, alcoholism, or drug addiction and cannot hold a job. Most people know instinctively that putting thousands of people with these issues into cramped quarters on a cruise ship would quickly degenerate into a Lord of the Flies scenario. (laughs) But people who live in the cloistered world of the salon, where everyone is college-educated and gainfully employed, apparently cannot see this difference. They have lost touch with human nature. I want to amend his contention. I think he's on the right track. I don't think it's human nature they've lost touch with, and this is just off the top of my head. It's, It's the daily lives of the citizens they governed. They've lost touch with that. They've yeah, lost completely. touch with our, and it's true of uh, all the all would, the crowd in Washington D.C. or I would say all of the above in that case. Yeah, yeah, everybody. So that that might include the losing touch with human nature, but most principally by living in a in a on a rail parallel to the rest of us, they have created a life for themselves that has has resulted in them not being able to identify with anyone sitting in this room. No. Mm-hmm. They don't have us in mind. We no. don't live the life they lead. They nor, lead a different life. Nor is taking care of the daily things that we need taken care of. They're out there, as you always say, virtue signaling. And you said that was Oakland, correct? Oakland. Because we know San Francisco now smells like Deadwood did in 1877, <laughs> right. where the outhouse just gets emptied out right out on the on the thoroughfare. That's right. right in the thoroughfare. But don't use a, a water pressure or a water. Uh, That's uh, power washing. You, you can't do that. Don't. Well, here's another example from Seattle. A Seattle area official has been placed on administrative leave after uh, featuring a transgender stripper at a homeless conference. Yeah, I looked this up and read about this. Yeah. It's it's fascinatingly we how how out of touch. Well, what were we just saying? It's These people just, are out of touch. She's making a buck twenty nine a year too. She is the. Uh, we'll get to her name. She is the homeless agency director. Performer Beyonce Black St. James danced topless in a sheer bodysuit, gave lap dances, and kissed attendees, according to a staffer at a local housing nonprofit. 
who also attended the conference in South Seattle. The performance was in the same room as a catered lunch at All Homes annual conference this year at South Seattle College with the theme, Decolonizing Our Collective Work. What does that have to do with the homeless? You'd think the stripper, when she, when she took the call, would have said, No. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really, lady? <laughs> okay, I'll be there. I'm going to make my coin, but really? <laughs> Kira Zilstra, acting director of All Home, the agency that manages the homelessness in King County in the state of Washington, was disciplined last Thursday for hosting the entertainment, the Seattle Times reported. Local journalist Erica Barnett first reported uh, Zilstra's suspension. A staffer who spoke with the Times newspaper said that no one expected this, and male attendees were made to feel uncomfortable. Former Seattle City Council candidate Christopher Rufo, now an editor at City Journal, said the, ed- said the incident is emblematic of systematic problems in Seattle's government. As the video shows, the programming has nothing to do with helping people on the streets. It's about affirming a radical ideology that puts identity politics politics above solving real problems, he wrote. Absolutely correct, sir. For years, Seattle has claimed that it needs more resources to solve homelessness, but as the video shows, they find it totally appropriate. Somebody has to find the foghorn. They find it totally appropriate to pay for a transgender stripper to grind on members of the region's homelessness nonprofits and taxpayer-funded organizations. Officials declined to comment further and are investigating the incident the uh, Seattle Times has reported. She has since resigned. and there, I did not know that. Yeah, she has resigned, and there is uh, talk about disbanding that agency and turning it into a different agency that does the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> right, but... But, but, but that but was imagine, the most recent this but morning. But imagine her sense of entitlement as a member of the Salon, believing that she had the right... Uh, to introduce, uh, <laughs> apropos of nothing, she had the right to hire a transgender stripper for a homeless conference. Like it's 1977. You don't do that in 2019. Well, you wouldn't do it in 77. It has nothing to do with the homeless. But you would have a chance of getting away with it in the 70s or 80s. Maybe. You, you, you can't get away with anything like that now, no matter what your business or corporation is. Doesn't it seem like they're all just trying to outdo one another? It's another with ex- outrageousness. It's another, yes. it's another example of the left condemning people who actually work. And the giveaway there is the performance was in the same room as a catered lunch at All Homes Annual Conference this year at South Seattle College with the theme of decolonizing our collective work, which makes the implication that somehow uh, those who work are the equivalent of those who colonize lesser peoples. Yes. And, and yes. It, it's it yeah. just... Manifest destiny. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. And it's just extraordinary. Yeah. And, and uh, it's our collective work that should be celebrated. And now, even then, I don't know how you get this big, fat Beyonce, Black Sand James to have a role in this. No. And I'm not... Uh, I shouldn't comment on people's looks. Uh, a very... No, she's just making a buck. You can't blame person. her. Big you person. can't blame her at all. Uh, no, it, but she has nothing to do right. with either work or right. colonies or or homelessness. Right? Is uh, she a big? Guy? She's a big guy. I guess. <laughs> she's no, a big she's a gal. Guy. We, we refer to him as girl. That's right. <laughs> and, but and you know what a disaster I am. This is right up my alley. You would have loved to have been there. Um, so a transgender stripper, overweight. I'm yeah. there. But I would be so oh, wow. I would be so <laughs> nervous and up. Me. 
Such, listen, I'd be so nervous and upset that this is taking place in a work in your workplace mm-hmm. that I wouldn't go. Uh, and I'd, I'd look to my fellow employees and go, really? You're going to go to that? We're going to get fired, you know. We are going to get fired. We bring this to kids <laughs> in libraries. Yeah. Preschool or uh, uh, oh, daycare. Daycare. We had a daycare. But again, just parse that term. Parse the theme of the program. Decolonizing our collective work. I can really get into a lot of interpretive work there. Uh, she believes that we should be a collective uh, she believes that those who have been successful are the equivalent of evil imperialists who have colonized lesser and less fortunate people. Uh, it, it's just, it's amazing what the Seattle, uh, the uh, salon is turning out. It's just absolutely amazing. She wishes to be instructive that we should be accepting of Beyonce Black St. James mm-hmm. and that ble- Black Sanch- Beyonce Black St. James is the moral equivalent of a banker or a lawyer or a school teacher or a plumber or a hardware store operator. Yeah, I don't see that this way. I, I just see her as hiring, uh, being the entertainment, and, and they hired her as entertainment. Well, she made a bad choice. Boy, did she. Yeah, she made a bad Boy, choice. Boy, did she. Yeah. Decolonization has become apparently a big term. I've never really heard it. It's a mystery term. And it's now, it's ever, there's, since about 2012, it's used for, yeah. Just Do you have a context? Complete gobbledygook. No, mm-hmm. it's all the same kind of stuff. Speaking of that, that. terms, did, you use the word imperialist. Was that your word or was that actually no, their I word? That okay. All right, because wow. we're getting to that point where Americans are calling other Americans imperialists. Yeah. yeah, we're getting to a bad point, and that's why we must push back every single day. Oh, by the way, getting re- by the way, re- you, you really wouldn't be tempted to go see that show? Hell no. I did what I did get out of that conversation. If you're an overweight transgender stripper, Kenny will do your ads for you. Yeah. If that was a deal in Vegas, how how would you resist? I, I would start by don't I don't I don't like Vegas. I wouldn't be there. <laughs> I love you, brother. By the way, that Vegas stadium I drove by, <laughs> yeah, the new Raiders ball. You yeah. guys were talking about it on Sports Talk. Yeah, that thing is massive, and it is right on the freeway. You're walking down the street, yeah, and there on the marquee, I was trying to help Joe. Neon bulbs. And you would resist? You wouldn't go in? <laughs> no, I, I, I have no interest in a, in Beyonce Black St. James. Oh, jeez. I'd fight my way to the front of the line. I got to show this. Joe, you're the least curious man I've ever met. <laughs> I no, I'm the most that. curious man you've ever met, but what could I learn? See, well, give me your, I'd give him a $20, you know, let me in here. Let's go. <laughs> well, let's stay on the same wavelength. Uh-oh. Uh, Reavers uh, uh, tried to cheer me up with this. Uh, St. Paul School District is, uh, we're not going to have any valedictorians or salutarians, and we're not going to have a top 10. Uh, we're going to figure out a different way to grade, and we're going to make sure they all feel good. They're gonna, so everybody's a winner. Oh, yeah. They're going to stop recognizing the top 10. The celebration of excellence was held every year to honor top 10 students from each high school has been canceled. Instead, the money formerly used to fund the celebration will be used to buy cords for graduation ceremonies. I don't know what that means. Well, and and support individual high schools' graduation celebrations. Doesn't the, correct me if I'm wrong. Doesn't the grading process determine scholarships? How are kids going to earn scholarships then if there's no process to? Um, 
they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna have new weighted GPAs, and the students will be recognized uh, in categories. Uh, you know, GPA average of four or more, three point five or more, and uh, and three point three to three point seven, and uh, that apparently will fulfill your effort to get a college scholarship. I don't know. Huh. Well, we don't want to single out somebody because they really work their butts off. Because they're Man. achieving something. They achieve. We don't want to celebrate achievement. Wow. There's just wow. I want you to celebrate achievement. Right. There's a really great way to celebrate achievement, and you're running out of time. Get to RF Moeller Jewelers. Uh, they have uh, been helping people celebrate achievements for more than 68 years. Great, great gift selections of jewelries and diamonds and gemstones and exquisite watches. And remember... You're buying memories. You're buying generational timepieces and keepsakes to be passed down from generation to generation. And uh, you'll hear the words Merry Christmas when you get in the store, too. These aren't, uh, these aren't uh, safe, uh, secular, sanitized, happy holidays jewelry stores. These are Merry Christmas. Can Merry you, uh, Christmas from the Molars. Could you, you do me a favor? Could, yeah. could you call Mark and ask him if he'd allow me in the store? Because... I uh, I have an idea. I can set you up, and, and I've got to give it to her next week. Okay, you you tell me when you need to get in, and I will clear it for you. Okay, and then they'll 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 let you in tomorrow. Uh, what time? I'm serious. I'll call. Two p.m. I'll call Bobby. I'll be there at two p.m. tomorrow. Two p.m. tomorrow at the Ford and Cleveland store yes, in Saint Paul. Yep. All right. Yep. Uh, we'll call him after the show. You remind me. Thank you. They know this is uh, that giving the gift of jewelry just is not practicality or filling some need. No one needs a diamond necklace. You have it because you, uh, here's the L word again, because you're expressing your love. love. Boy, will I be glad when these are done, because I'm, I'm just an old, old curmudgeon. And I'm having trouble saying love, love. But Moeller will help you. Three great locations, 50th in France in Edina, Gavaday Common in downtown Minneapolis, Ford in Cleveland in St. Paul, or learn much more at rfmoeller.com. And I'll clear it for Kenny to get into the uh, St. Paul store tomorrow at 2 p.m. I was gonna, I was gonna say he knows who you are, <laughs> Joe Suchere. <laughs> you okay, Joe? I don't get it. He knows who you are. Let's just do some stuff. He knows when you've been sleeping. I don't know. You're awake. <laughs> he knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness' sake. Whoa. <laughs> Johnny Height. Yes. You're up. Oh, you want me up? Okay. Yeah. I decided, though, before we were on break, because you're having so much problems with the word love. Yeah. I'm going to help you out, okay? I don't have a problem with it. I'm just well, old, you, I'm you, just old the school. The last thing was like, It's like, remember how the Fonz couldn't say I'm sorry? Yeah, Maybe, exactly. I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm so. <laughs> so we're going to have a little Beatles sing-along, and I want I, you to I sing love, along with I me. I love you. Joe, sing along. Yeah. Okay, we'll have a little Beatles okay, sing-along. Okay, John. Ready? That's it? Yeah, I'm out. No, I'm not. Geolers, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry, Geolers. That's not my key, John. (laughs) That's not mine either. Didn't stop me. (laughs) Wait a minute, Kenny. What is your key? (laughs) Mute. (laughs) 
fellas had a little more range than we did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me get to my news now. Okay. Yeah, I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm getting there. All right. Salvation Army does not have enough toys for a growing number of Twin Cities children in need this year, and donations to its red kettles are lagging despite debuting smartphone pay options. You know why? I don't see any red kettles anywhere. Well, they're all what? over I my side of town. I haven't seen any either. I haven't seen yeah. any on my side of town. Every grocery store on my side in, in Andover. Really? Yeah, they're in. Yep. D- would this have anything to do with the... There, wasn't there a story a couple of weeks ago that people are mad at the Salvation Army? No, I think it might have more to do with there's not as many people out shopping or else businesses don't want them out front. The uh, Salvation Army says they're about 350 grand short compared with this time last year. Whoa. Officials are blaming the thinner shopping crowds on recent cold, snowy weather, the short season this year between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And in addition, the rising popularity of online shopping has closed some stores or kettles have always been stationed. So have you done that thing this year like you do every year where you drop in about ten uh, $1,000 bills? Yeah, yeah. I've done it a few times. Yeah. Yeah. I got that story coming, actually. Yeah. I didn't know it was Joe, though, so I'm glad no, you told it's me. It's always I can add that to the story. On Wednesday, today, the Salvation Army starts distributing toys to families. They'll continue taking toy donations, though, in hopes of closing the shortfall by Monday. If the community doesn't fill the gap, the nonprofit will buy toys with its fundraising money to ensure every child gets a toy to unwrap this year. You said something about a smartphone app. Do you have a a number or an address or anything? I don't. I don't. I'm not sure how that works. I'm guessing if you go to SalvationArmy.com, you can can probably Google it. some info. Yeah. Uh, the story Kenny uh, was talking about there, a holiday season tradition that's getting better with age. Bundles of crisp $100 bills are being dropped anonymously in Salvation Army kettles here in the Twin Cities. The charity says that since the day after Thanksgiving, six donations of $1,500 each have been slipped into shiny red containers at Cub Food Stores in Arden Hills and Roseville. Salvation Army officials believe there's one person, identity unknown, who's been gathering up the hundreds and putting them in the kettles every year since 2011. The charity has now given this person a proper nickname. They are calling him Saint Grand. The charity has picked up on an obvious philanthropic pattern in recent years, is hoping the trend continues. The donation amount has grown by 100 bucks for each deposit. In 2014, there were seven donations of $1,000. Then nine of eleven hundred in twenty fifteen and upward annually until this year's fifteen hundred. I thought I was doing good giving a buck. <laughs> Jeez, I feel cheap. This uh if you're keeping score for all those years, whoever's been doing this, a hundred thirty six thousand seven hundred. Yeah, but do we know it's the same person every year? They well they think, think it think is. Think but, it is. Yeah. Was it Larry David that wanted to make change? That sounds like him. Oh my God, that sounds like him. I need to make change for the meter. <laughs> President Trump and his administration. Oh, he did the bell ringer? Wasn't that Larry? I think it was. It, it sounds like him. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> President Trump and his administration fuming Wednesday as the House prepared to vote to impeach him. Uh, he uh, tweeted in capital letters, such atrocious lies by the radical left, do nothing Democrats, an assault on America, an assault on the Republican Party. Uh, Trump wrote shortly after the White House said in a statement that he was working all day but might catch some of the proceedings between meetings. Uh, All this follows a raging six-page letter the president sent to Nancy Pelosi on Tuesday. Can I read my Trump quotes from a few days ago regarding the 20 debates, Mm -hmm. the 2020 debates? Uh, This is from the president. I look very very much forward to debating Whoever the lucky person is who stumbles across the finish line in the Little Watch Do Nothing Democratic debates. <laughs> That's just God, beautiful. Oh, God, that made me laugh. 
Yeah, more? Yeah, is that, uh, that, that, that's enough. That's enough. The president uh, apparently losing some military service members as fans. A brand new poll from the Military Times said half of U.S. military personnel disapprove of Donald Trump as commander-in-chief. The president has repeatedly touted his support for the troops, telling service members in June, I can tell you there's nobody that respects the military more than your president, Donald Trump. Uh, it appears, though, the feeling is not necessarily mutual. This poll of 1,630 active-duty troops uh, found that 49.9% of respondents had an unfavorable view of the president, 45.1% expressing their view as very unfavorable. Do you suppose that poll was taken before or after the pardoning he did a few weeks ago? Uh, it uh, was because done that... recently. I did read in a different story about it uh, because it addressed the Syria withdrawal. Okay. Uh, so it's in the last, what, month and a half yeah. then, for sure. Because so. I know he ruffled some fe- uh, feathers when he uh, did that pardon. Yeah. I don't know if you guys discussed this, but uh, I was listening to the Army-Navy football game on the radio. Oh, yeah. When he was introduced, I didn't hear a single boo. Did you no, guys? No, any. No, 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 and I actually I watched it. And did you? Yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was all right. Amelia? That'd be fun. That'd be a fun game to attend in person, mm-hmm. just with all the theatrics and everything involved. That'd be so cool to mm-hmm. be there. Amelia and Oliver, the most popular names for babies born at Health Partners eight hospitals in 2019. Does that mean locally? Yes. Uh, well, it's Minnesota and western Wisconsin. I see. According to birth center nurses, parents are continuing to select older, more traditional names. Uh, Health Partners, here's their list of top 2019 girl names. Amelia. Uh-oh. That's number one. Hold on. Uh-oh. That's a real name. That's no, I'm just, name. I'm just getting prepared. I'm ready. I'm number ready. two, I love this name if yeah. I had a girl, Isabella. Yes. I like that. I love that name. That's fine. That's yeah. not foghornable. Izzy is what you'd call her. Or Bella. Or Bella. Bella yeah. Yeah. Three, Luna. Is <laughs> it Luna Tick? <laughs> so I was going to ask if that's short for anything. I guess it is. There you go. <laughs> number four, Sophia. Sophie, yep. that's, that's and, pass. And number five, Evelyn. That passes. Yep. The top five boys' names, according to Health Partners. Yeah. Number one, Oliver. Well, that's old-fashioned. Number two, Theodore. Well, that's that's very non-foghornable. Number three, Jackson. No, you're wrong there. I don't care. I'm right. I'm the mayor. With the, <laughs> okay. with End the, of I'm discussion. Gonna, I'm going to go with Is that. Is that Jackson <laughs> with a CK or an X? CK. Okay. Yeah. Number four, Aiden. That's that's okay, right? Yeah. Aiden, yeah. And number five, Grayson with an <laughs> and it's S E N. Oh, that's that so gets it. the double. Yeah. You, Grayson and Luna look good together. There was this. <laughs> <laughs> we had the we, we had the nine on this morning, and they were doing the top five names of the past decade. Yeah. And William was on there, and he was with me. Was before. He pretty happy? He said, is that me? Yeah, that just yeah, that's, that's just, just, just you, just buddy. You. That's just you. <laughs> Bad news. Uh, filing taxes is usually, you know, it's stressful enough, right? And oh, I don't mind it. Throw, throw, <laughs> then throw in the idea of getting audited in the mix, and that uh, that makes for panic sometimes. That's, Anybody that's, been audited before? I have, years ago. How that, how that didn't work out very well. <laughs> Audits, though, have decreased in recent years, mostly because the IRS has been underfunded and understaffed. Well, that's all changing in 2020, though. Oh, good. The IRS anticipates an uptick in funding for the upcoming year. That means the agency will have more manpower. The agency also plans to update its computer systems for more accuracy on the tax filing front. Uh, The one drawback with all this, with more resources at its disposal, it looks like the IRS will be getting more aggressive. In audit Tell them everything and be truthful. That's all you can do. Well, yeah, I'm truthful anyway, so yeah. what are you going to do? Well, so am I. Yeah. <laughs>
Why would you look at me like that, Kenny? <laughs> Kenny and I are going to remain out of this. There's Kenny. two things I will not talk about, the mafia and the IRS. Good idea. Police are looking for a man accused Completely of... Completely separate entities, by the way. There's a difference there without much of a distinction. Joe Souchere. I just blew it. <laughs> Police are looking for a man accused of stealing from a caricature artist during Riverside's Festival of Lights parade. Uh, there is a problem with this, though. Uh, the man approached the caricature artist and asked for a portrait of himself. The artist agreed, uh, did the portrait, but once they finished, the suspect grabbed the artist's money bag. It contained about 500 bucks in cash, but the suspect left the picture behind that the artist had Oops, drawn. Now, he, he doesn't look exactly, obviously, like the picture provided by police, uh, but Riverside PD say they're using that portrait. They think it'll work despite its exaggerated characteristics and features to help identify the suspect. Do you recall, uh, I'm sure you do, uh, I think it was a local situation where the school is putting on the nativity play mm-hmm. and uh, whoever's playing uh, the innkeeper uh, said to Joseph and Mary, I'm sorry, there's no room at the inn, but... How about a beer? Yes. Yeah. Right? I love yeah. that story. I, I can top that when we come back. <laughs> really? I, do, I can top Good. that. Oh, I can boy. top that. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Cicero. Right now at EcoFund Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake, there are 10 different youth model ATVs in stock in time for Christmas. And uh, Tim is offering those Black Friday prices to GLers, but you must say that you listen to the podcast and you'll get a free helmet with every gas ATV. It's absolutely an extraordinary place to shop for Christmas. $100 off all electric bikes. That's on top of the year-end prices currently available. 100 bucks off all in-stock scooters. They don't get 7,500 miles to the gallon. They get 75 to 100 miles to the gallon. How do you like that? And that's on top of all year-end sale prices. $50 off all Stasic Kids Electric Balance Dirt Bikes. Also, the full line of Yamaha winter products. Yamaha snowmobiles, ATVs, and side-by-sides. Great service department, great apparel, great helmets. Just a one-stop shopping center for outdoor recreation at EcoFun Motorsports. And uh, Kenny told me yesterday they got that baby Yamaha snow, uh, snowmobile snow for scoot. kids. Snow, snow scoot. Yeah. Isn't that and fantastic? The entire lineup of Yamaha snowmobiles is four-stroke. And yeah. uh, I've been on one for over 10 years and really love it. That means they're quiet. Uh, yeah. And they're yeah. fuel efficient. Very fuel efficient. And they're fantastic. And, and they're uh, fuel injected, which is, you know, that's here, the It says way. right here, these scooters get 120 miles a gallon, some of them. Wow. So that's almost 7,500 miles to the game. Close enough. <laughs> and you get the uh, Black Friday prices. EcoFunMotorsports.com. EcoFun Motorsports is in downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61. Now, we've had the great story of the local kid who uh, panicked on stage. And when Joseph and Mary came to the inn, he said, uh, look, uh, we're out of room, but how about a beer? <laughs> well, uh, we got a kid in England who uh, he's, in the t- he's cast as Joseph in the nativity play. But about halfway through the play, 
he decides to become a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he becomes a pirate. It was improv. <laughs> and he thought he threw the baby Jesus into his crib. Didn't throw him on the floor, but threw him in the crib, turned to the stage and said, Land ahoy! <laughs> There's no rhyme or reason for any of this. <laughs> Charlie Hill, four, sat wearing a Santa hat center stage with his schoolmates in the activity at oh. Happy Days Nursery and Preschool in Bristol. Excited at being watched by his mom, Ashley, he can be seen grinning from ear to ear as he gets carried away and decides to become a pirate. Uh, at one point, Charlie is handed a blue notepad and talks to his teachers during the songs, imagining he's reading a treasure map. In another scene, he holds a doll representing baby Jesus while the other pupils sat around him uh, singing carols faithfully. Charlie suddenly throws Jesus into the basket below before picking the basket up and holding it above his head. Imagining he's steering a pirate ship, he cries, Land ahoy! <laughs> Mother of one Ashley, who filmed Charlie's nativity scene along Grandma Kath, uh, laughed my heart out as she watched Charlie lose focus. The self-employed cleaner from Bristol said that Charlie's obsession with all things pirate has not abated. She said, I have no idea why he suddenly decided he was a pirate. <laughs> he wasn't into them at all beforehand, and then he took this nativity as the opportunity to come out as a pirate. <laughs> he came out as a pirate. Charlie has such an active imagination. During the play, I think he thought the basket was a steering wheel, and he was sailing a ship. I thought that was funny, and the school was great about it. He's a mischievous little boy. Charlie loves pirates so much that he dresses them every dresses as them every day, eye patch and sword included, and plays in his pirate tent in his bedroom. So that tops, I think, do you want a beer? That's pretty good. That tops, do you want a beer? And this is why one of the reasons why social media is good because I guarantee that's how we discovered this particular story. Well, yeah, it was on the interwebs, right? And because mom took the video, and it was on the Facebook, posted or whatever. it to your uh, snatch, snatch, uh, snap. Uh, Hello. <laughs> Careful. I thought you said you had no interest in that kind of stuff. <laughs> Posted it to your uh, Snapchat of, or whatever the hell it is. Speaking of going rogue. Uh, hey, by the way, yeah. uh, really quick, speaking of Fox 9, I don't know how we came into the conversation because, you know, the dumb, dumb run Twitter thread. But Ian Leonard over at Fox 9 gave me a personalized that. forecast for the rest of my route. Really? I, I thought you guys were tight or uh, something. Well, I mean, I've met him once or twice, uh, but I thought that was awesome. Well, the Dumb Dumb Run got a lot of play on Twitter. Yes, so. it did. Yeah. It might have. I was starting to get Dumb Dumb Run trending. But How I about mean, the GL Marketplace? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, the Reverend got his shirt ordered. I saw that. Uh, I'm still waiting for my quarter zip, but I have it sh being shipped here, not at home. Where do you go? Uh, you go to garagelogic.com, mm -hmm. and there's a banner ad right below the day's that day's podcast. Click on that, make your order. I think you might have a chance of getting it before Christmas, but still. That's not very confident sounding to our listeners. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think because it's a week from Christmas is a right, week from today. Right, right. So well, we're, new, we're new in the merch business. Yes, but we're I know not. it's been going very well, and a lot of people have placed their orders. We're Any new in the stuff business. Any coffee shop mugs left, travel mugs? I believe so, and they are satin-free. Oh, or no, satin-less. <laughs> They're not satin. There, there's no satin in them. Kenny got himself a new uh, coffee mug today, by the way. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't I'm, uh, Yeah, I'm already uh, on uh, probation, so uh, <laughs> I'm uh, 
I'm just going to say thank you, Chris. You're welcome, yeah, Kenny. And refer to Twitter if you're wondering what we're talking about. <laughs> well, uh, I had to stop for gas. I've uh, been getting the side eye for the last hour and a half. So, <laughs> All right, thank you. Some weird likes, apparently. Thank yeah, you. Exactly. According to people on this show. But anyway, that was really cool, Ian. Thank you very much. So Obviously, Ian must be a listener of, of, uh, of Garage Logic. So thank you for the personalized weather forecast on the route home from the dumb, dumb run. If you want to catch up on any podcasts you may have missed, as we mentioned, go to garagelogic.com. And please don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes. It helps us kind of learn from it and also helps others find the podcast. For the crew, this is Reavers. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on the Garage Logic Podcast.